And now, as the dice roll, brought to you today by Captain Rory's Last Nerve. Everyone else is on it. Why aren't you? Hop on to Captain Rory's Last Nerve today. Previously on Cautious Optimism. The Cautious Optimism is pulling alongside the hired gun. Do you guys have any kind of backdoor we can contact Shipcom through? Not if you switched off, Captain, no. The original goal was that we were going to try to sneak onto that ship and steal the treasure. Now I think we're into this too deep and I'd like to just take this ship. Hey, everybody. That ship you wanted me to fly you to? It looks like somebody's getting off. That bastard's in my suit. I apologize. I was disabled. Johnny Lee, I'm pretty pissed off. Shh, shh, shh. I'm stealthing. And you have messed up our plan. There's a madman who stole our ship and has come onto your ship. I think he's there to kill people. Go ahead and bring your ship closer and we can go ahead and dock and you can come aboard. I am going to take care of Johnny Lee on site. Hello, Cautious Optimism. Aurora Borealis Shand. A human woman. I'm not interested in, in selling this ship. She has a huge smile on her face. She was, she's very important to me. Hank Crawford. Engineers. Bad news, good news. Uh, bad news, fuel leak. Coming and going from the spaceport. Good news, I found duct tape. Cayenne Brunt. A mature. I am a doctor. A nine foot tall, four armed creature. I don't care if they call me, hey you, just let me do my job. Rico. Humanoid. I'm observing you. Cat person. It's for science. Liliana. An Evo. I don't know if you know, but like, I'm famous. A species capable of Santa Power. We are going to be the best of friends. Thank you, Cautious Optimism. Welcome to the station. Okay, so now we can talk about, like, the murdering people situation. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because we want to make sure we get all the murder on tape. Yes. Yeah, exactly. That's a great opener. Now we can talk about murder. <laughs> now that we're all here and it's recording, let's discuss the murders. All right, well, about this time, there's a little jostle, and there's a hiss, and you look over at the airlock, and you see that the hissing noise is the airlock pressurizing because you have docked with the hired gun. All right. I'm going first and just kind of follow my lead. Captain Rory, just yes. one final thought. What if Johnny Lee makes it obvious to them that he's working with us? That is a risk we'll have to take and he'll have to be fast. Okay. Captain, I think all the armed people should go first. Well, as one of those, I'm going first. <laughs> yeah, but I think you should take Hank with you. We know we've got control of the optimism now. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yes. He's in good shape. Yes. Although he doesn't have a spacesuit, but we're in airlock. That's fine. No, Johnny Lee took my suit, the bastard. Yes. All right. What is the marching order through the airlock? I mean, I imagine it would be the captain, then Hank, then Kion. Yes. The armed people. I can't see that Hank's not immediately going to follow the captain up now that we've established he's coming. Correct. All right. 
Is everyone coming? You don't have to. If you're armed, you do have to. But if you're not armed, you don't have to. Liliana is armed with her fists. (laughs) And her dulcet tones. So is everyone coming after Rory, Hank, and Kyan? Liliana's just going to follow. Liliana's in the rear coming along. Rico? Surely somebody should stay on the ship, Captain. Understandable. I think that's actually a good plan. Okay, then I shall stay on the ship. Good. Okay. You guys start making your way through the airlock. And as you get in, you see the same person wearing the armored spacesuit is on the other side. He's taken off his helmet, but the rest of the armored spacesuit he's still wearing. Now that he's taken off his helmet, you can see he is a Dulon. And he's got some cybernetic implants and stuff on his bald head. He looks male. And the voice sounded male from before as well. I thought Dulon were little. Dulon are little, but he looks about six foot tall. You don't know why. Oh, is he more machine than man? All right. And he is beckoning you through the airlock in a welcoming manner. Liliana's going to hand him a cup of coffee. (laughs) No, 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 no. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Liliana's in the back with a coffee carafe and some cups. (laughs) Yeah. So I say to him in a very, like, we're being sneaky kind of way, where was the last time you saw this infiltrator? He's deadly dangerous. He is deadly dangerous. He was making his way to the bridge last I heard. The captain was just starting to wake up from being unconscious. I haven't heard from anyone on the bridge since. Do your people know that we're on here? Do they know we've come aboard? They do. Yeah. Yeah. I spoke with the bridge. Let's go. I think we need to go and try to intercept him before he kills your captain. Let's go. He turns and starts leading you in what sense you've been on the ship before, you know, is towards the uh, staircase that leads up to the bridge. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hank wants to pistol whip the gas so bad. Um, can I just, whilst you're all off, I think Rico's going to say to Shipcom, Shipcom, could you keep the scanners going? Could you let me know about their progress, like where they where they are in the ship? Confirmed. Okay, I'm going to go sit on the bridge. Let me know if something interesting happens. Tybun shouts out to you, Rico, and says, It's going to be a little bit before my ride gets here. Do you need me to do anything? Should I just stay here? Come and sit on the bridge with me and we'll drink this coffee. Okay. I don't know what might be needed. He starts following after you and he says, Is it always like this? (laughs) Uh, Pretty much. Yep. Are you sure you don't want to join us? (laughs) I was trying to lead a nice, quiet life away from the League. You guys seem anything but quiet. Ah, yes, this isn't your key to a quiet life. (laughs) Sorry about that. But there's coffee. There's lots of really good coffee. Let's go and drink coffee on the bridge. The coffee's great. I I really like the way you use that one helmet as a, a, you know, coffee, coffee carafe. That's neat. The captain shot that guy, so we took his helmet. What? Yeah. I mean, she's not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) And I imagine on his really quizzically confused face, it's just like, cut back to the other party. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, you've gone up the stairs, gotten up to the second level of the ship, and suddenly the guy in front, the Dulon, he turns and puts his two fingers up to his mouth on the universal symbol for be quiet. And then he makes a little hand gesture that you get the idea means to get down because he also gets down, crouches down. And you can see up ahead, the door to the bridge is open. And a moment later, there is some laser fire exchange. Two shots come out of the bridge towards somebody around the corner in the hallway that you can't see. And then another laser shot goes from 
outside into the bridge. And Hank pistol whips the Delonian. Oh, God. <laughs> Since he didn't know that was coming, he won't make a dodge, but you do need to make some kind of an unarmed strike roll. Do you have, like, judo or something? Or? No, I do not. It's none of these things. Okay. We established we can't do hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> then for this, because you're not trying to inflict harm, right? You want to render him unconscious. Correct. That's all I want. Let's go with the strength check. I don't even know what my strength is. I think it's 10. It is 10. Why am I stronger than you, Hank? Because I dumped everything into my mind stats. Like I dumped it into willpower, perception, and IQ. Oh, no. Fell by one. Oh, God. Okay, so uh, Hank pistol whips the Dulon in the back of the head, and the Dulon reacts. I mean, he goes like, ouch! And then he turns and looks at you, and he points his gun at Hank and says, what the hell was that? You had a fly on the back of your head. (laughs) Make a fast talk, what, something about deception, or else IQ minus five. Oh, God. Make him making shit up, Roll. Jesus. Okay. A major fail. Major, major fail. I think Liliana seeing all this happen would have just burst into her judo skills and flip the guy onto his back. Well, you can certainly try. (laughs) Make a judo roll. Well, there goes all my tactics. (laughs) Success by five. Oh, boy. Okay, he's going to take his dodge roll, but he's got to make... Oh, boy. Okay, let's see here. Let's see here. Liliana may be dumb, but she knows her judo. Yeah, you stayed through all the judo training. Um, <laughs> dodge is basic speed plus three, so that would be eight. Let's see if he can make his eight, because you definitely hit him with your judo. Unless he dodges out of the way, he fails. Okay, so you've successfully hit him with your judo. Oh boy. Um, do you have the stats for how we calculate how much damage your judo move does? Or do we need to look it up in the old bookie book? I can look it up real quick. Wait, no, I've got it right here. Oh, no, that's repairing. Looking up judo in the book. Let's say I did a leg sweep. 232. Sweep the leg. Your victim must roll against HT. A failed roll means he is stunned. If you throw him into someone else, that person must roll. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so he's got to make an HT check to see if he stays conscious or not. So judo lets you do some cool moves to parry, and then it lets you throw someone and put them on the ground. Yeah, that's why I said leg sweep, because it sounds like leg sweep would be to knock them onto the ground, which is what I said I would be doing. Yeah. I don't see that it actually does damage points. But if she can knock them out, that would be basically what she would have wanted to do yeah that'll be very effective okay so ht uh basically she just saw him go in for hank and she recognized what hank was trying to do so then she was just like (laughs) wham just kicked him all right sweep the leg Oh, wow. 13, and he had an HT of 10, so he failed by three. So basically, Liliana just accomplished what Hank wanted, which is to say, the Stulon is now unconscious on the ground. Kyan, knock him out fully, please. That's exactly what I was going to (laughs) do. We are on the same page. 
And I take his gun. Okay, you have a laser gun now. I'm going to administer my sleep juice. Kyan, as you are injecting him with your sleep juice, you see the head of your good friend Johnny Lee poke around the corner, obviously attracted by the noise of the commotion. And he waves, and then he makes a finger motion for you guys to come towards him. I hold my finger up like, give us a minute. He nods. Which finger did you hold up? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know. (laughs) He nods, he turns around, and he shoots twice more into the bridge. You successfully give him the sleep injection, Kyan, and you guys have a moment. Kyan's going to give a look to Johnny Lee and a look to Rory is kind of like, you'll you'll want me to take care of him? Take care of who? Johnny Lee. He's like looking at Johnny Lee and just kind of like, you want me to get him? No, I want to see how this bridge the battle plays out. Okay. Set us up, Todd, where we are in relation to getting into the bridge and to Johnny Lee. You guys are in a hallway straight in front of you about, say, 30 feet. The hallway turns to the right. When the hallway turns to the right, on the left-hand side is the door into the bridge, close enough to the corner that you can see into it a little bit. Johnny Lee is in the hallway to your right, so right now you can't see him because he's around the corner, and he is presumably hiding in that hallway, shooting into the bridge. And as I'm explaining this, you guys are hearing pew, 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 and flashes of light. There's active gunfire being exchanged between Johnny Lee and whoever's in the bridge. Do any of us have any kind of like flash grenade or noise grenade or anything like that? Check your sheet and see if you put it on your sheet years ago. I don't. I have a flashlight. It's going to be useful if the power goes out. (laughs) Can I discern at all where the captain is in the bridge? No, not from here. You don't have a good enough view inside from here. Can I, from where I'm at, shoot any sort of panel that would shut the captain's bridge door? Make a perception check. No, fail by three. Okay, I mean, there's a lot of panels, but it's hard to make out which one would be the one you'd want. Do I know, based on this ship, is there a way I can come up the hall that Johnny Lee's in from the back? Yeah. From your understanding of the ship, there is probably a network of jimmy tubes in the floor underneath you that would provide access to pop up on other places on this level. But do I think I know that well enough where I could utilize that? I could successfully get to where I need to get behind him? Possibly. The trick is that this ship is not exactly like the Cautious Optimism or any you've been on before. So there's a chance you could get lost in the Jimmy Tubes. But Hank did pull up the blueprints for the ship and probably knows them a bit better than the captain. That's fair. Hank, I say in a whispered tone. Yeah, Captain. Get behind Johnny Lee and take him out. All right. And Hank will begin jimmying the, the door up into the Jimmy Tube. Okay, yeah, there is an open manhole cover <laughs> leading into the Jimmy Tube here now, if, if that's what you want to do. Yep, that's what I'm going to do. And I say to Kyan and Liliana, we're just going to wait here, and if Hank is successful, follow my lead. Liliana just nods. Kyan activates his two force shields, just to be safe. <laughs> All right. That's smart. That is smart. That's a cool mental image. I activate my force shield. Do I have force shield? Okay, never mind. <laughs> I all four of my force shield. Now, you can't just start making stuff up. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this? What is not? <laughs> that is the fine line between what we're doing and just utter playground chaos. Okay. I shot you and it bounced right off. <laughs> Hank, you are going into the Jimmy Tubes, right? Correct. Let's see. What kind of role would it be to find your way around? 
you saw the plans. Yeah, I figured memory would be some IQ-based role. IQ makes a lot of sense. Let's do an IQ check. Okay, six, nine, ten. Success by two. Okay, yeah. You remember the way to go in what you believe is probably the right direction. Let's also do some kind of, well, I was going to say a stealth. Let's do some kind of stealth, because, yeah, you might drop your tambourine and somebody would wonder what that noise is from from the floor. (laughs) My tambourine collection. Is that going to be more dex or willpower? It would be dex, I would say. Okay. Any modifier? You know, because they're making noise with their firefight, no modifier. Just a straight roll. Fail by four. Okay. (laughs) So It was almost a critical fail. Oh, God. (laughs) So you guys see Hank disappear into the Jimmy tubes. And after a moment, you can hear him thunk, 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 thunk. (laughs) As he's plodding down the way. And long after he's left, it's just vibrating and reverberating throughout the (laughs) Jimmy tube network. I look at Kai and Liliana and give a look of, really? Really? (laughs) (laughs) Kai and shrugs in resignation. Hank, you have arrived at what you think is the closest exit to where Johnny Lee is going to be. What do I see? As you open the lid and poke your head out, you see Johnny Lee crouched down in a combat stance with his gun pointing inside the bridge. He's off to the side of the door, but he makes eye contact with you. (laughs) Oh, this is not where I was trying to go. (laughs) He motions for you to come over and join him. I do it. Okay. As you go over and get close to him, he says, great, great. If you can get to the other side of the door, we can we can spin around and, and go at him at the same time. Double our firepower. I have a better idea. And I reach in my backpack and pull out my portable camping stove and I unscrew the fuel from it. He looks and he says, that's fantastic. Yeah. I tear a strip of cloth off the sleeve of my overall. I dip it in the fuel, and I make myself a Maltov cocktail, and I pull out my welding striker, and I'd like to light it and throw it in the bridge. This is fantastic. Okay. This is less than fantastic. (laughs) I'm going to say all those things you did worked successfully. Make a dexterity check to see how well you actually throw it. Oh, God. Hey, Captain Rory, I don't think this is what you wanted. No, I don't want to. Was that the plan? I don't think that was the plan. Hello, I'm Joe Hogan, the editor of As the Dice Roll. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Cautious Optimism. You may have noticed that Bam was a little under the weather in this episode. That's why he was sporting the sexy Kathleen Turner voice. We're just glad he's feeling better. A bunch of you have really been promoting us, especially on Twitter lately, and I just wanted to let you know how much we appreciate the support. The more you can get the word out, the better. This show really is supported by word of mouth, and so please keep letting your friends know, letting people in your online communities know that we're here and that they should give us a try. If you want to get the word out even more, share the article Lindsay wrote about Cautious Optimism on the geek to geek Media website. It's a fun article describing the characters and is a nice introduction to new listeners. And while you're at geek 2 geekmediacom you can also sign up on our website for the geek to geek Media Slack server and Discord channel where you can talk with the crew of the Cautious Optimism in real time. You can also follow us on Twitter at AsTheDiceRollRP, on Instagram at AsTheDiceRoll, and you can always get a hold of us via email 
at podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Now, when our crew is not throwing makeshift bombs on other people's ships against the captain's orders, you can find them podcasting about all sorts of geeky things. Kelly just released a new episode of her podcast, Mating Habits of the Modern Geek. You can find Todd and Alinzia on their podcast, Nerdberg Review. Todd is also on Farming Simulated with Bama. On my podcast, Geektitude, we are doing a rewatch of the X-Men franchise movies in anticipation of some possible mutant activity in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Our last episode was on X-Men Days of Future Past and Deadpool, and our next episode will cover X-Men Apocalypse and Logan. And of course, you can find Raven on her podcast, Girls Gone Wow. That's it for me this week. I'll be back here next Friday, April 8th, with the next episode of What Is Not. And then again on Friday, April 15th, with the next episode of Cautious Optimism. Until then, let's see if Hank made his rule right after a quick commercial break. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community all dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like video games, Star Wars, comics, movies, K-pop, Disney Plus, Keanu Reeves, new, or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep, and each other in real time, and we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes, Keanu. Make a dexterity check to see how well you actually throw it. Oh, God. Hey, Captain Rory, I don't think this is what you wanted. No, I don't want to. Success by one. So in the moment that you poke your head around the corner and start throwing it, you get a good look around the bridge. You see there is a captain's chair in the center of the bridge, and there is a man, presumably the captain, who is using it as cover. And from behind the chair, he's apparently taking shots at the door. He's not shooting right this second. You're probably fine. You see there's also somebody off to the side who looks like he works one of the computer terminals on the side of the ship. He is also crouched down behind a chair and is pointing his gun at the door as well. So there's two people inside there and, and a variety of terminals and whatnot. Are you trying to specifically hit anything or just throw it like in the middle? Just lob it into the middle of the room. All right. Well, with that roll, you've successfully lobbed it into the middle of the room. And then I assume you pull back to cover as quickly as possible. Correct. So you hear some commotion, some shouting from inside. And then there is an explosion, a loud explosion. Everybody, I mean, Hank and Rory, everyone who's on the ship is going to hear it. Oh my goodness. Where do we get the damage for an improvised Molotov cocktail? Whilst you're working that out, I imagine that Rico from the other ship is going to hail the captain. Yeah, while you're on the cautious optimism, Shipcom is going to say, beep, beep, boop. Scanners have indicated there was an explosion on the enemy bridge? Well, yes, Shipcom, I can see it. It's on fire in the bridge. Poopy through to the captain immediately. Beep, beep, boop. Rory, you're getting a communication. Go ahead. Captain, what's going on? 
it looks like the bridge is on fire. I thought you were going to capture the ship. Fuck if I know. (laughs) 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 Nothing is going according to plan. I do believe someone just blew up the bridge of my new ship. Uh, yes. I'm not happy. There'll be a second explosion momentarily, and it will be coming from me. I mean, there's quite a lot of fire in there at the moment. If it makes you feel any better, Captain, the fire suppression system should kick in momentarily. I suspect the fire will be out very soon. The fire suppression on spaceships is is unusually good on account of, you know, being in space and stuff. Right, the fire eating up all of our oxygen. Yeah, so it, the fire should be out soon, but uh, yeah, that that seems not great. What happened? I don't know. Oh. I'll get back to you. Okay. I turn to Kyan. <laughs> Whatever comes out of that room, we kill it. What if it's Hank? He he doesn't, like, he's not comfortable with that. <laughs> not comfortable with that. He's like, try and hit legs, arms. Let's not just kill willy-nilly here. Okay, you try and hit legs and arms. Liliana's just looking back and forth between the two of them like, okay, I don't know what's going on. Okay, Hank, Mm -hmm. roll two six-sided dice and add one to the total. Oh my god, three. Did you roll snake eyes? Yes. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay. (laughs) I should have used my D&D dice and not the GURPS dice. (laughs) All right. So after the explosion and a little bit of smoke, then as Rico mentioned, you hear what sounds like a fire extinguisher for just two seconds. And a moment later, Johnny Lee, looking very happy and excited, pokes his head around the corner to look into the bridge. And then immediately pulls it back as two more laser bolts fly by. Obviously, people are still alive and returning fire from in the bridge. How much smoke is rolling out of the bridge? Less than you are hoping for. Of course. He looks at you and he just kind of shrugs. And then he turns and takes another shot. Pew! Hank, what are you doing in this moment? Obviously not what I told him to. You have no idea what happened. I and mean, I'm going to blame Johnny Lee after I have to put him down. <laughs> I guess I'm going to aim around the corner and take a shot at the captain. All right. Which captain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good clarification. The other ship's captain, right? Not, not our captain. That depends on the role, I guess. <laughs> Toldemar, yeah? <laughs> Toldemar, make an attack roll, Hank. How do I know if I succeed on an attack? I don't remember. It's been too long. You should have a skill specifically for using your gun. For shooting. So you've got like a beam weapon skill. You're right. I gotta find it. It's in your ranged weapons. Da-da-da. While he's looking, Todd... Clarify for me, we can see Johnny Lee if we poke our head around the corner? If you go up and poke your head around the corner, then you can, yes. But right now you're, what, 30 feet away from the corner. We can't see either of them. We can't see into the room and we can't see Johnny Lee. Correct. Okay, so Kyan is going to start making his way down so that he can look around the corner to see Johnny Lee. Because... He has to look around the corner to see the bridge, correct? That's right. Okay. To see into it enough to make anything out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Make a stealth roll. Unless you're not bothering with being stealthy. I don't know that he's bothering to be stealthy. Okay. He wants to get closer to Johnny Lee. That's fair. I mean, there's a lot going on anyway, so they might not hear him, even if he's wearing his work boots and tambourine collection. (laughs) Now, if he looks around and he sees Johnny Lee, is he able to get to Johnny Lee without being in the line of fire from what's coming out of the bridge? 
So when you look around the corner, Johnny Lee and Hank are both up against the side of the door of the bridge, right? But on the other side from where you are right now. So you would have to cross the bridge's line of sight to get to them. Of course they are. What are you doing? I say out loud. I was hoping that I would be able to take out Johnny Lee from the side. Is there any way you can, like, hail the other captain and get them to stop firing for a second and I'll just tackle Johnny Lee to the ground and we can be done with this? No, because Johnny Lee can reveal who we are. We have to kill him. But that's what I'm saying. Why are you doing it? Let me do it. You don't You don't like to kill. Well, I'm not <laughs> trying to kill him. I'm saying I can take him out. I have judo. <laughs> You'd have to go from behind him. If we stop the firefight, then that gives him a chance to open his mouth. And who knows, they might actually get him. Has Hank found your gun skill? I have no idea how to calculate the roll. What is your gun skill? It's a level four missile weapons pistol. Level four a missile weapons pistol. Bamel, what's your dexterity? Ten. All right, so it's 14. Oh, I tied. Okay, that's a success. Captain gets to make a dodge roll. And anyone listening out there... I know I talked about how everybody's got cover. I don't understand how cover mechanics work because we don't fight much. And I'm not going to look it up right now because this is exciting and I don't want to spend 10 minutes reading the book at the moment. I will find that information for future games. Oh my goodness. 15 is a critical fail. He did not dodge. He tried to dodge and moved into the shot. Roll your damage. Oh my God. Good. I rolled low on damage again. It's four. Four? My damage is 3D minus one. So I rolled a three, a one, and a one minus one. Okay. So you did four damage, but he'd also took three from the Molotov cocktail, the seven. Mm -hmm. And he was already going into the fight injured. So he actually falls down and stops moving. You may have just killed him. You don't know for sure. But as you look at that, the other crew member on the bridge shoots at you. Of course. And seven is a success. So you need to make a dodge roll, and your dodge skill is your basic speed without any fractions, plus three. Does my hard-to-kill stat factor into that? Let's I don't know. What the hell is a hard-to-kill stat? <laughs> I think hard-to-kill only happens if you have to make a health roll to not die. Yeah, that's a HP thing. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's a roll for survival. Got it. Okay, so your basic speed is five. Yep, that sounds right. So you need to make eight or less. With 3d6, right? That's right. Nine. Oh, no. You failed to dodge the incoming shot. All right, how much damage? I'm about to find out. 3d2 for a laser pistol. Okay, seven damage. Ow! But is this not... Where you're hard to kill, Mike. It's hard to kill if you go below zero. Yes, I have to go below zero first. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I think Kyan's going in for the tackle. <laughs> this is spiraling out of control. I'm going for the tackle. You just saw Hank shoot into the room and then get shot himself in the shoulder. And the laser bolt hits him in the shoulder and he pulls back, wincing in pain. And you're going in for the tackle. So. Who are you tackling? You're tackling Johnny Lee? I am. Okay. Um, do we know how tackling works? <laughs> That'll be a judo roll. Okay. But first, as you run to him, you cross over the line of sight from the bridge, which means the other crew member who's still up on the bridge is shooting at you. Can I get an advantage because I'm moving? 
Uh, I mean, you don't even need it. He rolled super bad. 11. He got a 15. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So that's a huge failure on his part. Failed by five. So yeah, as you run past, you notice an errant laser bolt hit the wall behind you, but it, it didn't get close. So now you need to make a judo roll. All right. Go low, go low, go low. It did not go low. <laughs> it was a fail by one. So you were attacking Johnny Lee. What exact kind of move were you going to do? Literally, I was just going to tackle him. Okay, so you go to tackle him, but maybe you were distracted by the laser bolt whizzing past your head. Or he slipped in the puddle of blood coming out of Hank. <laughs> or that. And so you more or less just fell on Johnny Lee and then rolled off to the side. And he looks at you like, get up, man, shoot in there. There's only one left. And Johnny Lee, still thinking you're on his side, turns his back to you. Pokes his head around the corner and shoots at the remaining crew member. And Johnny Lee hits, and the crew member tries to dodge. Maybe he doesn't. Nope. And damage. Seven damage. That's going to be enough. Johnny Lee turns around and says, we got them both! We got them both! We got them! And he starts to run into the bridge. And Kyan's going to make a second judo attempt to just knock him down and out. Make a roll. As Hank slumps against the wall and slides down it, leaving a bloody snail trail. <laughs> Success by four. Success by four. Okay, and <laughs> I'm going to say that he was so excited, and this was a surprise to him because he was too dense to realize your first attack was, uh, was an attack. He still thinks you're on his side. <laughs> so he's not going to dodge or anything. Um, and so, yeah, so as he starts to run into the bridge, you clobber him. And knock him down, and he whacks his head against the ground, and he is unconscious. Next time on Cautious Optimism. Rico, listen, we need your help. Not all of the crew members over there accounted for. You know where everybody is. Where are the other three? I still think you should come over here with that USB, even if it's just to drop it off. Halt! Who goes there? Rico is not fast enough. They both take a shot at you as you're running. As you're running down the hall and around the corner to the stairs, you get shot right in the chest and everything just goes dark. <gasps> so she's unconscious. You've been listening to As the Dice Roll. The As the Dice Roll intro music is The Soap Opera by James Bowers. You can find and license his music through Pond5 at Pond5.com. All the rest of the music in this episode is by Darren Curtis and can be found at DarrenCurtisMusic.com. The opening voiceover is by our very own Rob Sometimes. You can find his podcast at ComicBox.Libsyn.com. And the As the Dice Roll logo was created by Marcel Edwards. Check out her book, No Great Matter, at MSEdwards.com. As the Dice Roll is a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. Check out other geek to geek shows, streams, and content at geek2geekmedia.com. If you'd like to contact the show, you can send an email to podcast at asthedicerollcast.com. Individual players and GMs, social media can be found on our website at asthedicerollcast.com.